Blog Talk Radio. I see you, Frank. 
Are you ready for more laughs, a new stage, and more Robbie Perry? Well, the wait is almost over. That's right. Off the chain is coming back. This fall on Bounce TV. Bounce TV. TV. Our way. What up, y'all? It's your boy Rodney Perry, and we are back in full effect. The name of the show is Rodney Perry Live, and and we're here today, man, with this young lady. Uh, I've been uh, brushing up on my my Tiffany Cambridge isms. Make sure I'm ready to to have this conversation. Um, Tiffany, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Like I said, my wife and I have become fast fans of of you and the game. You know, I think it's allowed. Some of some of the game fans to see him in a different light, and it also introduced a lot of us to you, man. H- how is this reality whirlwind? Oh, I mean, it's, it's it's a trip. You know, it started out, you know, we're supposed to just be documenting uh, our wedding. It turned into this big old Mary in the game series. So it's been it's been you know it's been a challenge, but it's also been fun. I'm enjoying the new experience. Um, meeting a lot of nice people along the way, so I can say overall, I really enjoy it and like it. I mean, you, you're you're educated. First of all, you're educated. You know, you you got a master's degree, uh, and and you're edu- from USC. You know, which I'm a big USC fan. Uh, you're from Inglewood, Inglewood, California. Uh, I used to live in yeah. Inglewood. And um, what's it like? To be an educator and all of a sudden be thrust into this celebrity world? Well, you know, it's different. You know, I'm used to having a smaller audience, you know, just my kids in the room. And now uh, my audience is a lot bigger. I have a lot of a lot of people um, that are interested in my life and what I'm doing. A lot of uh, younger, younger girls looking up to me as a role model. Uh, women as well. So it's just it's, it's just like a wow experience being kind of thrown into this to this big reality show uh, scene and just being very popular at this point. It's just different. Yeah. W- w- were there any reservations for you to even do this? I mean, I mean, did they have to sell you on it? Did the game say, "Look, babe, this what this they they come to me with this thing." I want us to do it. Did he have to sell you at all? No, not really, because it started out we were just documenting our wedding. And okay. I think when I postponed the wedding, it turned into the show that is seen today. It just kind of happened. So it, it, didn't take, it didn't take much convincing. It was just one step after another and it led to where we are now. So I think it kind of just evolved from the wedding. Man, man, it's it's really interesting to, to see you guys as a couple. You know, uh, y'all not y'all not scared to go in on each other sometimes. And this is a crazy thing for for myself and my wife. We sit there and watch. I'm yelling at you, and she yelling at the game. <laughs> how is it, how is it for y'all to to really promote that type of conversation with couples now? Well, I think that a lot of people can relate to our situation and our relationship and what we go through. So I think that our arguments are very thought-provoking because a lot of people see a lot of things in their relationships that are going on in, in mine. So I think it's very relatable. And I've heard that a lot, that people watch the show and their struggles are the same. A lot of guys feel the same kind of way sometimes 
that Jay does, and a lot of women can relate to what what I'm going through. So I think that that's one of the things that caused the show to be such a hit, that it is it is very relatable, and people can see themselves in Tristiana and I. Because I, I done got mad at you a couple of times, because I'm like, because <laughs> so, this I'm saying something that's true. <laughs> well, I'm a stand-up yeah. comic. I have to travel, and, and we, you know, we have to live that. We have a very similar life to you guys. And, you know, we've had those exact conversations. And, and to watch y'all play out, then my wife said, what you think? I'm like, look, don't start an argument with me, with me while we're trying to have TV time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sometimes you see those points and you want to bring them up. You want to talk about them. It's really never a good time to talk to men about anything. You guys are you are predispositioned to be very defensive at times when it comes to relationship issues and topics. So you got to kind of get in where you fit in. Wow, so interesting. We're giving a lot of a lot of women the platform that they need to be able to get their issues addressed. Man, um, talk to me about um, the the kids. You got you got King and Callie that that you know are, are characters on the show as well. Was did you have personally any reservations about having them be a part of this? Uh, no, they were. Uh, it was just natural for them. they're part of our lives. You yeah. know, so I think that it was natural for them to be part of the show. Our show is really family oriented. It's basically just JC on and I and our kids. So I think it was really natural for them to be on on with us. Man, you you guys have have a, a, an incredible show. Um, once y'all get married, is that going to be the end, or are we going to continue to get seasons and seasons of, of you know, just you guys? Well, you have to talk to DH1 about that and see what, you know, what, they're interested, what they're interested in. I definitely think that there'll be a season three because our story that we were telling season one and season two is not complete, and then we'll see where we're going to go after that. Now, as an educator, uh, do you do you safeguard? Do you have to consider what you're putting out? Like, do you do you do you like have in the back of your mind like my kids are going to see this? Yes, I do. I'm very conscious of how I how I talk, what I say, not only in interviews but on on the show as well to to be a giver, patient, and I do I definitely what I say. Sometimes I want to make all, make all. I think we we start breaking up a little bit, Tiff. What did you say? Yeah, I always consider my job and my, the fact that I'm a mother, and I, I, sometimes I even have to censor myself because I want to sometimes say more than what I do say. But mm. I have to, to watch myself because I don't want to, you know, go too go too far. Well, well, you 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 you're definitely uh, killing it. Um, wh- what's it What's it like, you know, for for you as you as you make this transition? Are we gonna see like Tiffany Cambridge actress now? No, I don't want to be an actress at all. I'm writing a children's book. I'm getting into an author, an actor, no author. Yes, I'm oh, writing nice. into a series of children's books. I'm working on that. Book. No, I don't want to be. I don't want to be an actress. 
So let's talk about the books, man. You you, you got a a series coming out. What 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 can we look for? Uh, I I'm a father. You know, I got kids every age. What what age group are you going to be focused on, if if at all? Uh, seven to about thirteen. Even though I think that older kids could benefit uh, from the books as well. The series is going to be about a little girl who lost her smile. Mm. I had a student in my class that started out in elementary school. Uh, a big, beautiful smile, but by the time she got stage, she had lost it. I did some interviewing with her, talked to her parents and counselors at the school, and figured that she figured out that she had went through some really traumatic things in her early childhood, um, and it caused her to lose her smile. And mm. some counseling and some, um, a lot of prayer and a lot of intervention, she eventually got her smile back. So that's what the series is, is based based around. It'll be about different things that make children lose their smiles, but then eventually at the end, how they get them. Oh, man, that that, that sounds incredible. I tell you what, let's do this, Tiff. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, let's talk about – I want to talk to Tiffany Cambridge, the educator. I want to talk about our kids. What can we do to to, um, to keep them engaged uh, in class and uh, some tips? from, you know, a master educator like yourself. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, well, y'all we'll hang back. out. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about that. Okay. All right. Yeah, y'all hang on. It's Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do But I won't do that, or that, or this, and no, not this, definitely not this, it hurts, but I kind of like it. Yeah, KFC. Original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bones. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious, mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mixed bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. Are you ready for more laughs, a new stage, and more Robbie Perry? Well, the wait is almost over. That's right. Off the Chain is coming back. This fall on Bounce TV. Bounce TV, TV, our way. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Roddy Perry. We are back in full effect. It's Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. My guest for the day, Miss Tiffany Cambridge. Her Facebook is Tiffany Cambridge Official, and her Twitter is Love Tiffany. That's L-O-V-E-T-I-F-F-N-Y, and her Instagram is also Love Tiffany. Uh First of all, you know, I got to ask you, I didn't even think about, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, it's uh, it's Tiffany, and it's actually spelled T-I-F-F-N-E-Y. Okay, T-I-F-F-N-E-Y. So it's two syllables, right. Tiffany, not it's Tiffany. Tiffany. Right. No, it's not Tiffany. It's just Tiffany. I bet people have been messing it up your whole life. Yeah, I have a deaf ear to it, though. I understand what people are saying. But the people that are closest to me and mean the most to me, they get it right. So that's the most important. 
uh, uh, enough said. Let, let's talk. Let's talk um, to to Tiffany, the educator. Um, uh, we we have the you know the national policies of, of no kid left behind. Do you think that that type of stuff is working? And as an educator, do you have all the tools you need to get the job done? I think that education starts in the classroom. It, just, it depends on the individual teacher. I think that there is a lot of budget cuts, both on a state and federal level, that all the school districts across America are experiencing. So it really takes a good teacher to get in there with the kids and really use the materials and resources that he or she has and really just do the best you can. I think that a lot of things have been cut from my, my school district specifically over the past 16 years that, that I've been teaching. This is the work that it's been. Um, so I just basically get in there and do what I know how to do, teach the kids not only the core curriculum, but really about life, uh, about mm. character, about being a, a, a valued member of society. So I think it just really takes a good teacher these days more than a bunch of um, rhetoric that you know, we all hear and, and, and do on a daily basis. It's, it's about the teacher and the kid at the end of the day. Uh, 16 years as a, as an educator, um, are you going into the front office? Uh, can we? Can no, we I don't want to go into the front office. No, I don't want to be an administrator. If anything, I would um, take some girls out and maybe do an etiquette class mm. or um, self-esteem or motivational speaking or something like that. But uh, no, I don't want to be a principal or in administration. Now, now, how how has being on the reality show impacted your ability to do your job? I would imagine parents be coming up for pictures and stuff now. Yeah, they, I mean, they do. But the school district that I've been in, I've been in a long time. Everybody really knows who I am. So it's 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 like a family. So we they we enjoy each other. I do have parents that want to talk and they have autographs. That's that's a lot on it, but. They do want to talk to me because they're really empowered by the message that I'm trying to get across as far as my relationship and as far as what I'm doing for their kids at the school. So it's all love in my school. Okay, let's talk about uh, the show a little more. It's Mary in the Game. Um, You guys started off on the journey to chronicle your wedding and then – you end up in reality, you know, the reality world full time. Um first of all, how did y'all meet? How did you how did you in the game meet? Take me back. Can you say that again? How how did you guys meet? We met through a mutual friend. We have a friend that uh is close to both of us and introduced us and then we used to see each other out a lot on the social scenes. So we we've known each other for a while. It's been about nine years. Okay. And we was, we started out as friends, and we were really close. Do a lot of things together as friends, and then it just kind of blossomed into a relationship. Wow, man, man, it, it's such a uh, uh, interesting uh, story, you know, to to watch you guys kind of you know live your life in front of us, and and now. You know, to uh, be in this this show, um, wh- what do you want people to know about Tiffany that they don't know or they haven't got from the show? 
I think I'm a really down-to-earth person. Sometimes people get the wrong impression of me. They think I give J.C. Hot a hard time, but it's not that at all. I just want to be respected to a certain level, and I feel that all women should require and want the same thing, and I think that we should all hold ourselves to a higher standard than some of us do at times. So I'm not bougie at all. I'm very down to earth, very easy to get along with. I don't give my man a hard time and none of that, none of the misconceptions that sometimes come across from the show. I just I just want same thing that I think all women want in a relationship, to be loved, respected, be in a trusted situation, to to build a family and to be happy. was there a situation like in the show that when you lived it, it felt one way, but when you saw it on TV, it was completely different because of maybe yeah, the I editor think that, or something? I think that, I, yeah, I think that I see that a lot. You know, you, I mean, a lot of it's, it's TV as well, so they, they edit things a certain way. But um, I, I think that a lot of times in conversation with Jay, I, I could see where I could do things a little bit different. Sometimes my point that I was trying to get across to him got lost in translation. And so it, it, it kind of is a teaching tool watching yourself because you can you look at yourself and you think how you could do things maybe a little bit different. So I think that having a show and being able to see yourself on the big screen is, is valuable. It's been a good experience for me. I, I would imagine on some level it, it must be therapeutic to really be able to, to look at, you know, your life you know, again, because you guys, mm-hmm. by the time we see it, you guys have already moved beyond that point. Right, right, right. So let's talk. Let's talk about your um, your advocacy for breast cancer. I started the show off by by playing. Um, yeah, you played that drop. That was really good. I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for breast cancer. My mother passed away from breast cancer. My grandmother passed away from breast cancer. I have several people in my family that have succumbed to the disease, so I definitely want to get the word out about breast cancer awareness, early detection, mammography, and especially coming up on Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October. I'm really glad that the ad is out, the drop is out. I want to really want to bring awareness to breast breast health care. Now, now, what what can we as men do? Because I'm I'm a big fan you can, of the press. You can you can get <laughs> you can get checked as well. You can get checked. You can encourage your your wives, girlfriends, mothers, and sisters to get checked. And October is an excellent month to, to do it. It's the end of the year. A lot of times people are tying up a lot of loose ends. You want to go into the new year feeling refreshed and knowing that your body is well, a healthy body, a healthy mind. A healthy person. Wow. Hey, hey, again, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Tiffany Cambridge. Uh, that's Tiffany Cambridge Official on Facebook. Love Tiffany on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Um, I-, I was on your Instagram page. It seems like a pretty loving page. Like you got your family on, you got the babies on, and this picture of of you, the uh, the pregnancy picture, is incredible. Did you just take that yourself? The picture? Did you say? The picture when you had the baby. It's like your 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 your, your pregnant 
picture? Oh, yes, my pregnancy pictures. Yes, that, that, that picture was I was pregnant with Callie at the time. And I, I had a photographer to take those take those pictures. I have pregnancy pictures with Callie and Justice, just to kind of treasure that moment. Wow, well done, man. I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, uh, one, you know, to represent the show, but also to to show that, you know, I think what you guys show is showing more than anything is that that black love is out there, and uh, you know, in in a, in an age where we're so scarce on television, to have a show that shows that is a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'm happy to be a part of that, and happy to be able to to use my experience to encourage other people. Hey, I love it. So, uh, would you ever be uh, go on a different show? Would you, if 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 uh, if Shawnee O'Neal hits you up, or if they say you, you want to do L.A. Wives, you know, a hip hop wives, would you consider that? Um, I don't know. To tell you the truth, I don't want to say yes or no. I'm comfortable in my own lane right now. I like my show. Um, it's a family show with just me and my kids and my man, so I'm, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing now. But I never say never. Right, man. You got a you got a beautiful family, lovely family. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, in, anything that I missed? Anything you want to cover before we go? No, I think you got it all. I think you got it all. And thank well, you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And you can get. Get uh, get Mr. Raya. She has all my other information. If there's anything else that I can right. help for in the future, let me know. Hey, hey, no doubt, man. Thank you so much for coming on, sis. I think you should do this. I'm looking at these accessories. You might get a. You might need to have an accessory line. <laughs> okay, I'll look into it. I'm telling you, don't don't laugh at me, Tiff. I'm an idea man. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that one at the top of my to do list. All right, no doubt. Hey, thanks a lot, okay. sis. You have a great one. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks All right. for having me. Okay, bye-bye. No doubt. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody and their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's, where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel, every day. Hazelnut? McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. What's better, saving a bunch or not saving at all? A bunch. Okay, what would you buy with all this money you saved? I'd buy a changer machine so I could change my brother into a puppy. Couldn't you just buy an actual puppy? Yeah, but if my brother's a puppy, I could bring him to show and tell and say, Hey, everybody, here's my puppy brother. Well, when you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. It's not complicated. Saving is better. Now at AT&T, trade up to iPhone 5. Get it now for $99.99 when you trade in your current smartphone. Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back more Rodney Perry Live. What up, y'all? This is your boy, Ryan.
Rodney Perry. You're tuned in another episode of Rodney Perry Live. The show is growing. It's getting bigger. It's getting more crazy, and we're doing all kind of crazy stuff on top of that. Oh, man, I, I just did an uh, interview. I'm doing a couple of shows. Got a couple of shows coming up, and I, I was doing this interview, and the lady was like, well, you got." she was just breaking down the stuff that I was doing, and I'm like, yo, I'm actually doing it, you know? I mean, I'm impressed with Rodney Perry. I'm going to do, I might interview myself. That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, um, I've been really blessed in my journey, man. I did an event earlier this year uh, for Hank Stewart. Hank Stewart is, you know, world-renowned poet and uh, philanthropist, and he does a lot of great things in the community here in Atlanta and abroad, all over the country, uh, all over the world, and he's just an impressive human being. And this year he put on his, his uh, event, and I had a chance to see this dude live. My guest for the day, he goes by the name of Heston. Man, when I tell you this dude destroyed the show, and, and and I mean that in the best possible way. He brought so much great energy, so much uh, great talent, and and I mean the the ladies were screaming, you know, because Heston swole too, you like be hitting that iron, and they was yelling before he even started singing. Then he started singing, and it went really crazy, it went really crazy. If you don't know his music, make it your business to learn about this dude, man. I'm telling you, his website is HestonMusic.com. His Facebook is Heston. Love Junkie, and the Twitter is Heston Soul Music, and the Instagram is Heston Music, man. When I tell you, this guy is one of those dudes. When I come back, I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to be talking to my man Heston, man, and I'm going to play some of his music. We're going to have a great time. It's Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Don't go nowhere. When I come back, we're going to be on the line with my man, Heston. Y'all y'all don't even know that, that Roddy Perry is this. See, I'm dope because I get dope people. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. Want to know what I did in the last five hours? I just proved the theory of relativity. I mastered origami while beating the record for hacky sack. Found Bigfoot. Swam the English Channel. And then I swam back. And then I took the dog for a walk. How do I do all this? Five-hour energy. Hours of energy now with no crash later. Underline! If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey, y'all, we're back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry, and my guest for the day is a gentleman by the name of Heston. Incredible, incredible artist. Do yourself a favor. See this man live. Knock down incredible. Coming to the stage right now. I'm going to bring him in. We're going to chat in a minute, but i got to play this song first. The name of it is Love Junkie. Check it out. My man, Heston.
Hey, y'all, it's your boy Rodney Perry. We are back. This is Rodney Perry Live. We get down like this every Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We get it in so you can get it in. And um, thank you to all my loyal listeners. Y'all been sending me emails. You can email me, Rodney at RodneyPerry.com. You got any questions, anybody you want to see, anybody you that you think we would like to interview, uh, I, I make sure they fun, nobody whack, and... Um, and uh, they're talented. That's all. I, that's all I require, man. It all you don't have to be no super superstar, you know. Uh, but we do have some superstars, and you don't have to be. Uh, you can have a book. You can have whatever. We we we're just open to good folks. That's what this show is about. And speaking of good folks, uh, coming on the line right now, I got to welcome this brother to the show. His name is Heston. The name of the song is Love Junkie. Man, I love it. Hey, man. Man, that's What's just that's a good. That's a good song, Hester, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, now, the last time we were in the same room, we I, I said we were over there with Hank Stewart at his fabulous event. Man, you completely tore the house down. Your live performance is not to be denied, man. How, how much work do you put in the, into that part of what you do? This is going to sound crazy. I really don't. And I'll tell you mm. why. Because music for me is not, is, it's never been a gimmick, but it's probably okay. something really, really, really close to my heart. So every time I get on stage, it, music is, is an emotional experience for me. I just deliver. What I know is whenever I get on stage, I want to make sure that I leave my heart on that stage. And, you know, my writing, my music arrangement is through my own experience. And, you know, it's, it's really close to me. So do I... Do I pay attention to artists that move me? Yes. Like, you know, Barris Hammond. You know, I've watched Mm. Michael Jackson ever since I was young. You know, some Mm. great performers, Otis Redding or Marvin Gaye. But when it comes to actually thinking about what I'm going to do when I get on stage, I don't because for me it's not a gimmick. I'm not going to run to the left side of the stage and say, wave my hand here or do this (laughs) little thing. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? And some people do that. If you look at their show, it's like the same thing. Over and over again because it's it's uh I don't know what it is for me it's just like if that emotion hits me at the beginning of the song that's where it's gonna be if it mm-hmm. hits me in the middle that's what it's gonna be so I don't but I do if that makes sense I, I really I completely get that it's like an artist painting a picture of an apple every time he paints an apple it'll be a different apple and so exactly. every time you step on stage to sing that song it's a new experience for you is that is that what is that what you're saying absolutely that. That you articulated it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. Man, t- tell me this. Um, you do what you love, which is make music. Um, if you weren't making music, what would you be doing? Well, it's funny you ask because, man, I just um, I, I got three serious passions in my life. That's designing, shoes and hats, uh, cooking, and music, obviously, is top. But I actually just um, getting ready to start. I was I've been testing on Facebook and Instagram just some some shoes that I've just I've designed and I've been getting a lot of feedback. Matter of fact, I've even gotten some orders. So I named wow. after my son and daughter, which is Imari Soaj by Heston. And as a side venture, I'm going to start designing designing shoes, predominantly for men because I think men's fashion is kind of boring, and I just want to put some spaz and pizzazz in it. So that when you wear a piece of uh, an Amari by Hester, it's, it's more like a piece of jewelry. It's just it's it's 
something that you can be proud of and it stands out. It doesn't have to be loud, but it's just it definitely. It's just, you know, I think for men, we just just throw a piece of leather together and call it a day. Yeah. You know, and unless you True. pay five, six, seven, a thousand plus for it, you're not getting anything unique. So wait a minute, Heston. You designed these shoes I'm looking at on your on your Instagram page? I did, huh? Wow, this is this is incredible, dude. Hey, you guys can check him out. Heston Music on his Instagram. He got some, dude. That, that's that's amazing. So you you're just creative all the way around. That now, now, can I talk to to Heston the chef? <laughs> sure. Yeah, so what's what's like like when you're about to spend some time with you know your special someone? What do you what do you, what do you like? This is my go to dish. What's that for you? Uh, probably some steamed fish, man. I tried it with the head because I'm from I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from Dominica, so I may curry some fish or I may stew it with like some fresh tomatoes, fresh everything, garlic, okay, you know, side and all of that. Um, what I've learned over you know a few dates is that, um, you know, especially American women, they don't really care for the head on the fish. So I <laughs> You know, it's a fish, maybe a fish dish with some some rice and some sautéed spinach or something. But, yeah, most of my dishes are West Indian. You know, that's just, you know, how I grew up. But I'm I'm pretty good in the kitchen, man. I'm I'm pretty good. To the point where I was considering going to school at at one point to to, uh, be a chef, but my music schedule wouldn't allow me. You know, you miss a few classes and you got to take the whole thing again. And I just was like, you know what, I'm good. Heston, you're one of those guys that's been been doing this for a while. Um, your journey has been, you know, one of of the artists. Um, what do you want? What's like the big goal for you? The, the big goal for me has always been to have my music played in an elevator 20, 30, 40, 50, 80 years from now. And whether you know my name or not, you know these songs. My whole goal has always been to write songs that are timeless and have those songs last for so much longer than I can ever live for. That's that's my goal. My my immediate future goal is to make sure that I put up put out enough albums, whether there's television or radio, that the level of quality in these albums is like okay, has to put out a new album, I have to get it because there's a level of quality to the product, and that's what I want to do. I, I want people to talk about, you know, the Love Junkie album or the Storyteller album or the Warm yeah. and Cold album, not just, oh, you know, that single. Like, for me, it's not about, it's about the body of work. And for me, I've always, and so far, so good, I've, I've been able to put out some solid albums, continue to grow with me. Um, Love Junkie, the album is, is out. Um... Tell me about this body of work, man, because I love the fact that you create a body of work because, you know, in this day and age, it's all about the single. So to have a, a, a CD that you can put in and just rock, is that's impressive to me in itself. What, what's, what's the story of this album? Well, the story of the album is, again, I, you know, I, this is my third full-length album, and my whole goal in listening to critics over the years is everybody's – Received the albums really well. I've, I've tried it in Europe. You know, I've had distribution deals in Japan and, and Europe and South Africa. And 
But the one thing I think that was missing and the one thing that's different about this album is that I, I went in and before I decided to do anything on this album, I wanted to make sure it passed the head nod test, which is okay. you know, I produced okay. these other albums before um, with the help of a gentleman named Marty Kearns, but I wanted to remove myself as a producer because I never was. I've always been a songwriter. I arrange my music, the melodies, write the lyrics, all of that. But I was I attempted at production, which we did a good job, but I took myself away from the production part, and I allowed um, some great guys to come in. Uh, DJ Kemet, um, uh-huh. who, you know, produced a couple songs on there, and Daz IQ, who's another great producer out of London, um, produced the record. So right now for me, I've taken care of the people who like the lyrics and music, melody, and arrangements, but I've also taken care of the people that enjoyed head nodding, which is to make sure that beat is there, that, that movement. Right. And so that's that's what the goal was. I, I have a, an amazing singer named Shante Can who did a duet with me. Then I did another duet with a, a young lady out of um, Germany called Sarah Lugo. And the album now is... I got a deal in, in, in Europe. I, I secured a deal in Japan. I'm actually getting ready to tour Japan and Australia and Europe um, between now and uh, between now and next year. Actually, on the 18th, I leave out for Japan. And um, just it's 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 getting a lot of attention. We just got added to uh, 107.5 um, on, on radio for Sunday and uh, started Sunday. And uh, I actually just left V103 a few minutes ago. So, so it's moving. It's this record has gotten the most attention from all all the all the radio, internet radio, brick and mortar radio, record stores. It's just it's moving. You know, thanks to yourself right. and so many others who are, are are supporting and championing the record. Like you know, I, I know I can't do it on my own. Angela Angela P. Moore, who's worked with me with um, PR and I mean, my assistant, she lives in Australia, but we're like, she works night, I work day, Angela works 24 hours. <laughs> you know, so right. it's, it's a lot of work, but, you know, we've been putting it in. Well, well you know, I, I'm actually I know on my mentioned... way to the airport right now. Hey, hey, I know you mentioned getting added on radio, and we know that's a that's a huge accomplishment. And and you're global, man. I, I always find that really interesting to me when I talk to an artist because a lot of times before one of the artists that are here in the States, you know, can really translate in the States, you kind of have to get some success outside of this country. Like, is that a a source of frustration, or do you just kind of go where the music takes you? It's both. It's It's a source of frustration, and I go where the music takes me because there's a whole there's a whole world to conquer. I just got added to two stations in South Africa, like wow. you know, and and we're working on getting there. And in Italy, a couple of stations there, like you name it, the record is getting. And and here's the crazy thing: these are mainstream radio stations, um, brick and mortar stations that have been there and supporting the music. And so the frustrating part is like, why is it such a difficult task to get radio? At home, but the market is different. There's something about Europe and Asia, who after after getting the experience, well, I can only talk for my genre because that's what I know of most. After they've gotten the experience of '70s soul, you know, the Otis Reddings and the Marvin Gaye's and the Stevie Wonders, 
like they they have such a level of respect for for soul music, R and B music. Yeah. That anything that remotely comes close to it or keeps that movement going, they latch on to it and show a level of appreciation that is incomparable. And and, and that's what it is. You know, Japan's the same way. Europe's the same way. South Africa's the same way. I mean, you name it. That's just that's just what the story is. And so I work these markets. I go out there, and that's why it's so important for me to make sure that my live show is important wherever I am. Yeah. Because if I don't have brick-and-mortar radio, mainstream radio here in, in the States, my whole thing is, it's like Frankie, Beverly, and Mays. They, yeah. you know, you know when you go to a show, you're going you're gonna to have a, a phenomenal time. You know that they're going to headline every concert that they do because they're that great with no new record. For me, it's wow. like I want to make sure that's, that that's amazing to me, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been 20 years plus with no new record. And, and for me, it's like my whole goal is to make sure that my concert is so tight that I'm going to live regardless whether I get two two spins or two million spins. Wow. Well, I tell you what, you're going to get two million on this one. I'm telling no you, it, I, you, you, you definitely uh, achieved the goal of the head bob because I was bobbing the whole time I was listening to this joint. And what what I like about it is the lyrics, man. Lyrically, you are so strong. Um, where did you learn how to be such a great storyteller? You know, I really, honestly, I really, really don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I think, you know, I can say this a bunch of things. My father actually was the interim prime minister of Dominica where I was born. So education was important. You know, my mother, till today, if I call her, and I say, if I speak incorrectly, she'll still, you know, check me, you know, in a nice way. <laughs> right. I'm an adult now, but she still <laughs> right. does. So being able to speak was always something that I that I was able to do, I think. But more importantly, I'm honest in music. So however I live and whatever I experience, I tell the truth. I don't try to make it sound good. I, try, I don't try to sweeten it up. I don't try to make the, the lyrics match or, you know, I don't try to do any of that pretty stuff. I, I'm very honest, and I think the, the way people connect is because we all go through the same experience, and if I articulate it the way that you understand it, then you get it. And I think right. that's probably the biggest part of it. Man, you, I think you, sometimes you're... people try to make everything rhyme and sound pretty and, oh, I'm going to hit them with this new lyric. Like, it's not it's not that deep. If, if you just tell the story, I think the story in itself is powerful. Oh, oh man, I, 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 you're you're definitely doing it. And tell me this: What's it like to go back home? You know, I, I know, I know you, I knew you, you know, you make your home here in Atlanta, but to go back to the Dominican Republic, to 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 be Heston at the crib, what is that for you? It, it's fun. Well, I, I will. It's, it's people get it mixed up. It's actually Dominica, not the Dominican Republic. Okay, Dominica which, now. Which is, yeah, Give me a geography like, uh, lesson. Where am I? You, Dominican Republic is a bit north of Dominica. Okay. Um, it's it's more where close to Antigua, where between Guadeloupe and Martinique, it's a very small island. I mean, okay. you literally can pluck it in Decatur and it will get swallowed up. It's 80,000 people. 
Okay. So it's it's the it's the Commonwealth of, of Dominica or Dominica. Like we speak English and French. Dominican Republic is Spanish next to Haiti, which is French. So got so, it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, but but same thing. It's crazy. Um, I, I I'm staying at my aunt's house right in the middle of of Roseau, which is the cap the capital. And I walk outside and I see people driving and they're rocking my music on the radio station, the mainstream radio station there. It's it's a very humbling and a weird experience. I was just talking to my mother uh, a couple of days ago and I was telling her how, you know, sometimes you step outside yourself and it's almost like you see it happening to somebody else and not you. I don't, you know, Oprah always once said, no one really, people see you differently from the way you see yourself. I'm True. like this song stuff, like writing, that's easy for me simply because it just comes easily for me. It's not because I can do it better than somebody else or somebody else. It's just, it's easy. Like, I can sit there on a plane and write a song before we touch down. Wow. Um, you know, so I don't really, I don't get the big hoopla, I guess you can say. I don't get it because I'm not seeing it from the outside. I'm just Heston. I know how to do this. I have such a level of a passion for it that whatever I'm doing never feels like work. I had a concert to do. The guys didn't get the music right, and I said, hey, you know, we need to get up tomorrow morning at 6, 7 o'clock and get to rehearsal. And I woke up at 5, took a shower, and I never felt like this is something that I don't need or don't want to do or too tired. Like, music is never work. It's never work. Ain't that something? You know, those those are words to live by, I think, like, to do what you love to do for a living. And and it, it sounds like you're doing it, man. L- love Junkie. Uh, tell me about the album, man. What, what are some of the other tracks on there? Well, they, uh, the, the the track that seems to be actually peeking out right now as the, the, the major single is Resigned to You. Um, and then there was a song I wrote about um, breast cancer. I was approached by uh, someone to do a, 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 a major tour and to be a spokesperson for breast cancer for black women. But the tour never happened. But they asked me to write a song, and all of a sudden now, the song, which in my opinion was the last song that would get any airplay, like on the radio, is a song called To the Sky, which is about mothers, sisters, and daughters. And that's getting a lot of spin internationally. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to pan out like in the U.S., but the top Four songs on the album right now for airplay are actually not even Love Junkie. It is uh, Resigned to You, To the Sky, Dreaming, and another song called Love Space, which is a duet with Shante Can. Man, so, you, you know, you, all, all, you, you killing them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I'm just proud to say that the project is not two singles or one single and fillers like it's a it's a project and that's and it's you know it's it's a body of work like we were talking about earlier and that's always my goal is to make sure that it's a body of work yeah so so you're headed you're headed out of the country uh traveling uh spreading the good heston uh music all over the world you've been doing it for how how long you maybe you're doing you've been doing it for a minute Heston. Yeah, well, it'd be, it would, it's 10 years this year. I put out an EP in 2003, and this is my third full-length album. I put out one in 2008, 2011, and 
and this one, 2013. You are all about love. I'm looking at the title, The Greatest Lover. Is that what you? Is that for the? That's got to be for the lady. Yes, let me tell you something. When you tell somebody you the greatest, you tell you the goat of love, the greatest. No, 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 no. I think we got that song misunderstood. Listen, greatest lover is actually by my an ex girlfriend of mine, who is the greatest lover I ever had. That's what the song is about. Does she know? She knows. She knows. She knows. (laughs) She knows. She knows. She definitely knows. It was just, you know, when you get that magic, man, it's like that magic doesn't happen with everybody. And we had that magic, is that connection, and it was it was undeniable, you know. And I, I, you know, that experience doesn't come often. And that's what that song is about. She's the greatest lover I ever had. Man, man you you're you're one of those guys that that lives the music he writes. Um, is there ever a situation where you go, man, I can't tell these people about this? Nah, nah, because, you know, and, and the thing is, our relationship, talking about the same girl, our relationship ended up, you know, didn't work out, and it ended up, you know, poorly. Like, we, you know, we broke up. And mm-hmm. and the song was supposed to be, you're the greatest love I ever had, but, like, you're not doing the the right thing, and she called me while I was back and forth, and she was like, listen, why don't you just focus on the positive part of the song, Um, and I did so, but then there's another song that wrote, a song called Crazy, which is another experience, so no, like I said, I'm honest with music, so whatever it is that I go through, good or bad, I write about, it's the easiest way to express, and you know, they always say artists are, uh, are very transparent. You know, they tell their business more than anybody else. And I think with your career as well, I'm sure whether people get it or not, you do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got to live it. You you yeah, have yeah. to live it. You have to live you know, it, man. You know, yeah, you got to live it. And you know, my, my music is, if it's nothing else, it's real. It's definitely real. And I think for me, that's why I gravitate to people like Otis Redding, or, or for today, Mary J. Blige, you know, when you hear her sing, you know she's feeling it. And, like, right. those are the artists that make me pay attention. Like, when you hear Otis Redding said, man, I was missing you, trust and believe. You can feel him say that. Some artists today, in my opinion, they just don't, they just, they they uh, they put on a performance. Right. But it's not, it's not, you know, it's not genuine. And, and for me, I just, I, I don't know, I just, that's what I focus on is, being genuine and true musically, I think that's just what, what where my lane is. Um, you know, you know, I think one of the big lessons in life is to know your lane, and you definitely know your lane. Uh, tell me about the song "You." Ah, okay. So I was living downtown, downtown on Peach Street. I had a nice loft. I met this young lady, and. You know, the the experience was so magical for me, man, um, that I actually, uh, between our first date and maybe our fifth date, I would pick up the guitar every time she came over and complete the song. And basically, like, when I do it on stage, I explain explain to people that I literally wrote this song while I was in the process of falling in love. So I was able to capture it moment by moment. And then when I was finally 
done with the experience of capturing it, I went back and 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 warped it and made it connect and and connect it. You know, but that's what that was. I was in the process of falling in love with, with uh, someone and was able to capture capture the uh, capture the experience. You, you know what's great about artists like yourself is you give us awkward dudes the words. You know, like a lot of times I was watching <laughs> you a ain't sitcom. Awkward, man, I've been around you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it for real, man. You, you, you know that they the, come. <laughs> the average dude, though, man, the average guy is awkward. And a lot of times we don't know the words. And I was watching the sitcom the other day, and the guy, he was helping his, his homeboy to talk to a girl. And he's like, man, all I do is I find some lyrics I like and I give her those. And right. it might not be that, but it's definitely to have somebody like Heston as the soundtrack to, right, to right. your experience is is amazing. And that's the type of music that I feel like you're making. You're making like when I like an artist, they usually speak to my soul as a soundtrack to a moment. You know, like right, when you're in your right. Stuff, some, some, some. You, you know what I'm saying? Like when you say Otis Redding, I can think of three or four Otis Redding joints that are soundtracks to my life, man. And you are definitely giving us that. Is that something that 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 is deliberate, or is it is it no, just kind of happen? It it really just kind of happens because I think if I ever did anything deliberately, it would not be half as good. And you know, it's like me. I write with the guitar, but I can't tell you what I'm writing. So I play the guitar and I write these songs, but I don't know the chords. And okay. I actually thought at one point maybe I should start learning these chords and and building my 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 writing skills on guitar. And I decided against it simply because I felt that if I became too structured learning parts and chords, then I would start to choose and I would lose what it is that's working for me. So I'm going to stay as a writer who doesn't know how to, uh, doesn't know the chords that he's using, but feels them. And that's and that's the big thing. I feel what it is that I write. And, like, when I start writing a song, I literally, if the chords, if the chord does something to me, that's where I go with, with the song. Okay. I have to, the chords literally tell me what mood to write, and from that mood is where I start, you know, and I just don't want to be too structured and organized, so no, I would never approach anything deliberately. Man, hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry, you're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live, we're talking to Heston, he's feeling the music, and so so are we, man, I I, I had a talk with a, a friend of mine, a Jay Henry, he's been on the show a couple of times, jazz saxophonist, and he spoke to the same thing you just talked about in terms of, of you know, being an artist that plays by ear and how when you play by ear, you have a feel for the music that a person that's, that's maybe a little more technically sound, you know, doesn't have all the time. So, totally. like, so I think, you, I think you explained it, but speak to me about that feel and... Do 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 you have to be in the perfect space? Do like do your do you, do you have to have like you know your your, your special drink right there? Do you, you know is, is, you know the special lady? Got, is, is there a set of circumstances that need to be in place before you can get that feel? 
No, it, what you know? What I think what I do is again, my experiences are you know a lot of my it's it's, it's about love. Whether it's the good good part of love, the bad part of love, the compromising part of love, it's just you know love, and it doesn't really even have to be with a woman. It's like whether it's my kids or whether it's a friend or whether it's you know a girlfriend. You know, it's just still love. And for me, it's like. I was dating a girl. She was in Australia. I kind of felt the relationship was not going to work out, and I couldn't get it out of my head. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and I get up. So I grab my guitar, and I look at the time, and then it's 13 past 5 o'clock in the morning. And on that, there's a song called Catfish on, on the new album. And basically what it is is I just started speaking what my mind was. It was 13 past 5. I cannot close my eyes. Her tomorrow is my today because you know how it is with Australia. It's like right now they sleeping. Exactly. Her tomorrow is my today, and it's cold on my side. When it's winter here, it's kind of like summer there, you know. And and so I just really started speaking. But when I found the chords on the guitar, basically I was playing before I started writing, and whatever the emotion was that the guitar, those chords that felt good, is where the song went, and. That's basically what it is, and I'm sure for him it's the same thing. It could yeah. be a feel-good. It could be a somber song. It could be, you know, like You, which is more like a sultry, sexier song. Um, but it's all it's all in how you're feeling and what the music tells you, to, where the music tells you to go. So for me, that's why it's kind of tough for me to... Uh, Say, hey, I'm just going to buy a track from someone and write to it Because there's no feeling in that You know, the, the the most I can do is say Let me give you, like, guitar and vocals And I'll give you a stripped-down version And because you're a dope producer, you understand what I'm doing Let's work from there But to just to go out and just go looking for tracks to write to mm-hmm. I can't do that Because I can't I can't bring emotion to something that I'm not connected to now, now you you work with some new producers on this project. Um, was that was there any fear point for you then? Because you create the way you create. You know these guys, whoever come in the studio, which you got to be perfect for Heston. Well, th- well, the, the thing is, Daz IQ who produced say eighty percent of the album. I've I've worked with him before. Like he's a DJ out of Europe. Um, um, and I've, he did a remix with me before, but he's been around, so he knows who I am. He knows what I do. So when we started to discuss and I sat down, basically all he did was say, like I like I just said before, give me what you have. Give it to me raw and give me some instruction. Mm-hmm. And basically what I'll do is, like, here goes a song, like, you know, a song, here goes Love Space. This is what I'm looking for. And... But I don't want to do too much because I don't want to dictate the production. So I give you enough so that you can capture the essence, the raw essence of it, and then you can build from there. Same thing with Kemet. I just called him. We talked. Kemet, I've known Kemet ever since my first EP almost 10 years ago. And I called him and I said, hey, man, here goes this song. This is what it is. This is how it's feeling. This is kind of like the tempo. I send it over to him. Few instructions. Again, nothing too crazy so that... I limit his creativity, but at the same time, at least we have a running start. So I know whatever we do from there is going to be still in that same lane. But I, but you're not going to change me from, say, an R&B soul artist to 
something because the production completely doesn't complement what I would do. At the end of the day, I'm not going to put anything out there that doesn't represent me. For I won't write lyrics that my grandmother won't listen to, and I won't do any production for the flavor of the month producer. Like I'm just not. That's not what I've I got into music for. Man, you, you've been all over the world from from Compton to Cairo, Frisco to Maine, uh, <laughs> New York City, Paris, London, uh, Australia. Geographically, where do you? What is your favorite place to just? You, well, who? What does Heston get excited about? You know, like I'm about to go, blah blah blah. Where, where is that place? Back home, man, Dominica. Yeah. 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 It, it's so simple. I, I rented a kayak for one U.S. dollar. Uh, you know, took the took the boat and 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 took it over. On 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 the water for like ten minutes, went on a private beach and just like had some food and and I I didn't even break five dollars like, <laughs> you know that that you know that that natural beauty that natural scenery that you know the the food the nostalgia the the memories that that that's priceless so anytime I go home I'm always looking forward to doing that like going home. Hey hey man you you got us wanting to pack up and go to Dominic. How you pronounce it? Dominica. 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 If you go, go, let me know because I'm telling you, my family, like we're good. I got you, and you have to go to the spot called. You have to go to the spot called Screws, but you can't go by yourself. You gotta go with someone because just picture this whole moment. It's sulfur. It's seven sulfur pools with different temperatures of sulfur water, which is amazingly healthy for you, and. It it has that steam above the top of it. It's covered over by trees with like red, light, red, blue, green lights, and there's reggae and calypso music playing softly in the background. Like you can't go there with your boys. You got, I mean, you got to yeah, go there with just <laughs> right, right. You got to go with, with somebody yeah, special. Yeah, exactly, and but you got to go to screws. But honestly, man, if you ever go, like I got you. Like I got you. Like I got family there. You will never have to pull your, your your money out to buy any food. You, I got you. I'm telling you, it's uh, hey. it's just one of those places, man. Hey, uh, enough said, man. Speak to me this, and I'm not gonna hold you all day because I know you're busy. I know you gotta gotta catch a flight and all that good stuff. Um, being an independent artist, oh, tell us about that journey, man. What that is, because to me. I think this is the time of the independent artist. I think, you know, we have more contact to our audience unprecedented with social media than ever. So is this a great time for you? It is a great time for me, but there's one thing I do need to say that's probably not going to be popular, and that is if you get into music half uh, halfway doing it, leave it alone. If music is not truly your passion, leave it alone, because it is a tough, tough road. I mean, right. it's not—it's just not an easy road. So if if you know if you if for me, man, if you ask me if there's anything that I could do or trade for, I'll still tell you no. Like I have an undying love for music, but for me to say, you know, I'm constantly asked the question: What would you say to upcoming artists like? I'm still upcoming, and I'll always be upcoming because I have so many goals that I want to accomplish. But for me, it's like presentation is key. From the first EP, 
I want to make sure that when I put my album next to any artist that is selling millions of records, the only thing that's that that stands out is the fact that they've sold more records than me. Not that my presentation looks shabbier or my production quality is less or that the mixing quality is less. You have to be able to compete in the marketplace. And so as long as you know all those things, have at it. But if you just want to toss things to the wind and figure, let me see where this sticks, you might as well let it go. Wow, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. I'm talking to Heston. The name of the album you know I'm old for even saying the word album, first of all. <laughs> I use it, too. I use it, too. The album. <laughs> the, name, the name of the album is Love Junkie. Go pick it up. It's on iTunes right now. Heston, what, 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 how can people get in contact with you, man? People want to book you or, or if they want to uh, be a part of the Heston movement, how do they do that? Anything Heston is HestonMusic.com. Like I said, uh, Facebook is Heston Music. Instagram it's Heston Music. Uh, Twitter, it's Heston Soul Music. Facebook, again, it's Heston. Heston's Love Junkies. But if you forget all that, just go to HestonMusic.com for booking, for tour dates, for all the albums. This is, again, my fourth project, third full-length album. All the videos, everything is HestonMusic.com. Man, I, I'm I'm excited for you. Uh, this album is, is completely off the chain. I want to play Love Junkie one more time before we get out of here. Any closing words for the people? Just thank you in advance. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you, Rodney. Thank you to your staff. I just appreciate the love, man. Hey, hey, Heston, I'm not bullshitting you right now. I'm a fan. You understand? I saw it live. <laughs> you know, I saw <laughs> this lady's prayer. And, like, and definitely likewise. Yeah, man. So, so thank you so much for coming on. And uh, be safe as you travel around the globe, man. Uh, you, you might be better off than us because they just to shut the government down, so we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. might be the smartest person alive because you right, leave right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. so be safe on your journey. Um, again, the website is HestonMusic.com. You can check him out on Facebook. That's Heston Love Junkies. And on Twitter, he's at Heston Soul Music. And Instagram is Heston Music. Heston Music, go find this man. Be a part of this movement, man, because it's definitely a movement that bears watching. Heston, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Hey, the name of the song is Love Junkie. Y'all check it out one more time. My head bob, Heston. (laughs) Yes, sir.
What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours?
y'all. This is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. That's Heston. The music is off of the uh, album Love Junkie. That one is called Dreaming. You want to make yourself be a part of this. Again, his website is HestonMusic.com. I can't thank you enough for continuing to support this show. This show has been an incredible blessing to me. Hopefully it's a blessing to you. And just like Heston said, if you do something you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. My name is Roddy Perry. That's our show for today. Y'all be good. We are out. First of all, I, I want to thank all of my listeners and people that continue to support the show. You.